0: You're listening to Agile Next, the next-generation Agile talk show. I'm Daniel Gulo. And I'm Stephen Forte.
1: Each week, we ask industry leaders to share their past experiences with Agile practices and to provide their insights into where Agile is heading to next.
0: The show is available on SoundCloud, iTunes, and by visiting our website at www.agilenext.tv. This episode is brought to you by Applebrook Consulting and Fresco Capital. Whatever your Agile needs, Applebrook Consulting can help with training and coaching. Visit our website at www.apple-brook.com. Fresco
1: Capital is a global venture capital firm focusing on entrepreneurs building global businesses. Visit our website at fresco.vc. Episode 23, November seventeenth, two 2016.
0: So today on our show, we're talking to Natalie Warnert. Natalie is a frequent speaker in the Agile community. She's also a frequent guest on numerous different podcasts. She has a blog called Confessions of a Scrum Master, and she's an Agile coach at Salesforce. She's also very passionate about Agile UX and women in Agile. So, Natalie, welcome to the show. Thank you. Tell us a little bit about your Agile journey and how you came to be passionate about women in Agile. I mean, obviously, you're a woman, of course, <laughs> um, but talk about that a little bit.
2: Yeah. So, um, I, I started out as a developer actually, and did that for about a year and a half and was working on some scrum like projects and, uh, decided that was more the path that I wanted to take versus developing. Um, wasn't a stellar developer. So, um, went more that way, did a lot of research on my own and kind of just fell into the space, um, and just started experimenting, doing some writing, uh, and it just kind of all, all happened as far as the, you know, woman piece, I guess I've been a woman all my life. Um, but you know, it became increasingly apparent that it was in the minority, um, in the, the IT community and the agile community and Actually, it happened at uh, Scrum Gathering 2013 in Vegas. Someone did an open space on women in Scrum. And that's kind of where it started. Um, so I, I put up a website and started doing some collaborative blogging. And it, it went from there. Um, ended up doing my master's thesis on um, women's involvement in the Agile community. And have kind of just took it from there. And now I have a – there's an event coming up at, the, um, at Agile 2016 – the day before. So if you don't know about it, I would suggest you check it out. It's a workshop about women in Agile and how we can help to support each other.
0: So do you find that the percentage of women that are involved in Agile is is uh, different than the women involved in IT and in, in the workforce in general?
2: I find that proportionally the percentage of women involved compared to the percentage of men involved is not the same proportion. Um, as far as Agile goes, I guess I don't have a lot of experience in just general IT anymore um, since I've been so focused on Agile for the last six, seven years. But uh, I think it's been improving. That's, that's for sure. Um, you know, I, I look back four or five years ago when I went to some of my first Agile conferences and um, looking around now, I see a lot more women, um, more women speakers, more just women in attendance at the the conferences and classes those types of things however um you know it's still a definite uh discrepancy i was in a i was in an spc class in australia and i was the only female um so that was a little bit frustrating and i still find myself in a lot of meetings where um i'm the only female and maybe there's one other one you know looking at the speaker list here in india there are a number of women speakers but still looking at the proportions it's not the same
0: what kind of things can we do to engage more women and and ensure that you know there's a, an open invitation because i f- having chaired a couple of gatherings now and and being involved in events and so on um there seems to be i mean there seems to be not many women that are submitting to begin with
2: yeah you know and that's part of the root of the problem right it's not that anyone's necessarily being exclusionary um, that's definitely not the issue, but it really goes out to kind of extending that personal invitation. That's one of the things that I discovered in my my thesis um, was, you know, that's a really easy step that anybody can take. And by actually saying, "Hey, you know, you you should submit to this," or "We would love you to come and speak at this," please submit. I got an email the other day about a conference um, somewhere in. Europe, I forget where, but directly from someone saying, hey, I would, I would like you to submit to this, that I'm much more likely to go and submit to that now because of that email. And I probably will, it's just, I'm in India now. So <laughs> it's a little bit harder to, to focus on those things here.
1: And we're, we're here at the Scrum Gathering in Bangalore, as you just mentioned. And last night, we you and I had a conversation about this. And, and one of the things we talked about is, you said some guys were giving you flack saying, oh, women and agile, that excludes men. And I disagreed with that. Uh, with that opinion, um, but I'd rather let you articulate it uh, than me here so what 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 is your answer to that?
2: Right. It's definitely not meant to be exclusionary it's it's seeing it's seeing a gap, and um it's trying to to close that gap more. and really what i what I like to say is that you know this isn't a women's problem. it's everybody's problem because by not having more women involved, um, we're really limiting the entire community. There's this entire pool of ideas that aren't being heard. And so when we continue to close that gap, the entire community is going to benefit. We're going to hear more ideas. There's going to be more collaboration. And, you know, it's, it's really going to benefit everyone. And, you know, men are not necessarily the problem, but they can help be part of the solution. And so it's definitely not trying to exclude men. Um, the Women in Agile event at The Agile Alliance conference this year in Atlanta um, is is very welcoming to men, and I hope to see a number of men there that are interested in this and want to help. And what what will um, a man get from attending that event? I call it a concept of allyship. Really, you know, I think a lot of men that are interested in this, first of all, you know, like I said, it's not a, a men's issue or a women's issue, but... Men that want to help aren't exactly positive how to help. Um, so, what they can get from that is is an understanding of how can I help with this? How can I, um, you know, how can I help be more involved? How can I get more women involved? How can I be more welcoming? Those types of things.
1: Understanding their behavior and how it might put off a woman or something like that yeah. by by spending more time with them, they'll understand that.
2: I talk a lot about perception, um, and that's a lot of what my, my thesis shows is um, we have implicit bias about you know women and men and interactions and things like that. Society has immense biases, and um, it really shows those, those biases is more apparent, so it's, it's becoming more self-aware and understanding how me, myself, can understand my behaviors and how they might influence my interactions, step back out of that and say, why am I thinking this? How can I change You know, the, the actions that that influences?
1: I always argue that men can benefit from attending these events because we all have sisters, wives, daughters, mothers. I mean, so we want them involved in our industry.
2: Exactly. And when we were
1: talking about that, we came up with a concept of diversity. I, I live in one of the most the least diverse places in the world, Silicon Valley. It's filled with 28-year-old developer dudes. Uh, it's nothing's more apparent at the you know, 428 train from um, Palo Alto to San Francisco, watching all the developers go home. It's all the cars are just dudes on their laptops. There's very few women. And so we've been trying to address this in Silicon Valley, maybe not doing a good job of it. And my argument is that we're approaching this the wrong way, that we, we say we need more women in IT or we need more women in Agile. And we add them to teams and then we try to get them to just think our way. And wanted want to shed the light of our conversation last night where I said, instead of, you know, bringing women on board and saying we're diverse, I I said things around, no, let's actually come to a middle ground. So maybe share with our audience uh, what your thoughts are on that.
2: We talked about, you know, we're thinking we're thinking solution A. Someone comes in with solution B and, you know, we say, no, we really want you to be solution A, but we're diverse now. So. Um,
1: get on the program. Yeah, if we can
2: get you to Solution A, then that's great, and we're diverse, and we all got there. It's, it's really how do we get to Solution C, D, E, um, and how do we use our, our diversity to our benefit? We're going to get those different ideas. We're going to get different backgrounds, different experiences. Maybe someone's already done Solution A, and it sucked, um, and they have that background. But if we're just saying, hey, you know, come in and think our way, But now on the outside, our mirror is we look diverse um, because, you know, we now have a a female on the team with six guys. Um, You know, that that doesn't exactly work. So that was kind of what we we had chatted about last night. Um, You know, and I think that's what, unfortunately, a lot of companies are trying to do, right? We want to look diverse, but we don't actually want to be diverse.
1: Because diversity is blending of all those opinions,
2: right? Right. It goes back to you know, um, you know, we think about agile. Do we want to do agile or do we want to be agile? We look diverse from the outside, but you know, are we are we actually embracing that?
0: So this is a topic that interests me immensely, and I'm I'm very keen. I, I'm constantly reading articles and so on, and I oftentimes wonder, you know, being in the agile community, how much of this is a woman versus men problem and how much of it is like a command and control versus, you know, an agile problem. Because like, for instance, I read one article that was talking about mansplaining, right? And, and talking to somebody and, and a, a woman talking to a man and they over explain things and, and kind of patronize them and treat them like they're stupid. And a lot of times I'm like, I feel that way when I talk to some of these executives and so on. So, how about giving us your commentary and, and opinions on that?
2: Yeah, there's there's so many different ways that we can look at it. Um, I think that's definitely a symptom. Um, I'm I'm doing a different talk about what we talked about a little bit before: implicit bias and how it affects our communication, our behavior toward each other um, at Agile 2016, and that's a lot of it. It's how are we? how are we talking to each other? Is this a men and women interaction thing? Is this a women, women interaction thing? What is it? Um, and there's so many symptoms to the entire thing. Um, it's, it's really hard to dissect. Um, and I don't, I don't have a great answer to it, honestly. Um, there's, there's just, there's so many pieces of that puzzle and, the only way we can we can start to put it together is is by starting with certain ones, and that's you know that's a good example.
1: I don't think there actually is a correct answer to that. I think it, it's open for a lot of interpretation. And I would like to ask you: is you know, in the original Agile Manifesto so long ago? Very few women were in Agile back then, and more and more women have come over the years. What has been their influence on Agile over the last ten years? As we started a very dude heavy kind of movement and now it clearly isn't I mean it's as you said we're not where we need to be but we're definitely made stride so how is this you know how how what are the positive benefits the community and the and the methodologies and and the whole the whole movement has gained by adding all these women to the to the movement
2: yeah it's interesting you bring up the manifesto because um, there there were no women there and that's frustrating and I know there were women in the community then um, there were some very strong ones you know what the the women that everyone think of are the ones that we can name by their first names, right? We have Esther and Diana who wrote the book on agile retrospectives. Um, you know, we have, we had, unfortunately we had Jean, um, who, you know, was our facilitation guide. We have Lisa who's all about coaching and the immense things that that she's brought. And she's actually been a big part of the the Women in Agile movement.
1: And our most popular podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah.
2: (laughs) So, you know, we we have these things that these women have brought and we can name them by first names. We have those men as well, but there are so many more. Like I couldn't just start listing them off um, because I'd have to go on for quite a while. How do we we get that to be more? I mean, we see the, the contributions that, you know, these these great women have brought, but how many other contributions are we not seeing because, you know, either they're working their way through this maze that's filled with men, or they haven't got there yet and they're maybe trying to figure out how.
1: And I'm I'm seeing women come in now and even here at the Scrum Gathering we have a female co chair, we had a, a female do a keynote, which was amazing. Oh, amazing. <laughs> Yeah. And, uh, our last gathering, which was in Prague, we had a, a female, um, you know, she, one of the, um, one of the facilities, I'm sorry, one of the, one of the chairs and in Orlando, we had two females. So, so I, I feel that we're taking that step in the right direction. And I, I guess my question is, is that, um, is that enough, right? Is that enough of putting them in these leadership roles that they can start recruiting in and will will now it happen organically or do we still need to pay very close attention to this issue?
2: There's there's a lot of different facets to the issue, right? Um, you know, we have, we, we see quite frequently things about girls and get girls involved in science and those types of things. That's part of it, of course, because we need to be building up that, that population and why was this an issue in the first place? Secondly, um, you know, what we're doing now is, is a great step. We need to be leveraging the women that are currently here, that got here somehow despite the adverse, adversity. And we need to be making them into leaders for the future generations as, as they continue to come up. Yeah, I, I, think, I think they're great steps. I think we need to continue working at it. We really need to understand the underlying reasons why this is an issue? I mean, we have women in the agile community. You look around on your your scrum teams, and there's you know maybe one here, one there. They're here, um, and they're definitely here. But we need to figure out how are we continuing to engage them, and that's that's the question. And so it goes back to extending that personal invitation. Let's help women develop. Um, networking relationships with each other with the entire community that's where the the men help to come in and let's address the root of the problem as far as you know why are they here and not involved what's what's that what's that gap so that was kind of what my my thesis tried to answer and honestly still what I'm searching for a lot of answers for and you know trying to crowdsource through some of these activities and those types of things
0: yeah, I, I think that's great because a lot of times, you know, as as men, we, we kind of just say, well, the door is always open. Why are not you submitting? <laughs> Isn't it obvious that it's open to women, right?
2: Well, and then it goes back to as well. I mean, my own my own personal journey. Uh, I was really lucky. I'll call it luck um, that the first time I submitted, I got in. I'm still not sure how, but it just it happened that way. And I didn't tell anybody that I submitted because I was terrified that I wasn't going to get in. That would be extremely embarrassing. But that getting over that wall is is a little bit tough. And, you know, we all know now that um, I've spoken a number of times and you know what you have to put in your submissions. You know the steps you need to take. But it's how do we communicate that out to other people? And there are some blogs about it, right? But... How do we communicate? Okay, here are the things you really need to have in order to get this to be looked at. It's it's those types of things. It's breaking into kind of that that special club, I guess we could say. It's how do you how do you figure out some of those things? And I was lucky that I had some help along the way. So how do how do I how does everyone extend that help to others that maybe aren't sure where to ask for it or. Uh,
1: well, what are some solutions to that? Meaning, is um, you know, the three of us here are all speakers, and 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 you are a woman speaker. So, how do you, how do we help mentor uh, women who want to become speakers?
2: Right. It's it's partially um, it's it's having the topic at a user group, something as simple as that. But how often do you see that? I, I actually have spoken at um a women in tech user group um, back in Minnesota about that, and so I talked about you know, here are some ways that I know of in the Agile community. Um, These are the things you need to have in your submissions. Here are things to think about. Uh, You know, the submission guidelines aren't real great. Um, I've written blogs about it, but again, I need to make sure and and distribute those more. And, you know, it's it's things like the, the Women in Agile workshop that is gonna come. I want people to go out of that with actionable steps they can take. Oh, okay. I want to submit to a conference. Here are the few things I need to do, or I can email this person my submission, and they can take a look at it and tell me what I could potentially add or subtract. Um, I, I think that's that's also helped with some of the conferences where there have been some feedback loops, which we hadn't done in the past. Um, that's helpful. It makes the it makes the whole submission process a lot longer, um, but it's a, it's a good thing. So it's, it's those types of things. It's building up those relationships so that people know where to go to ask for help. And they're comfortable asking for help because for some people, both women and men that, um, that extending of, I need help can be a lot harder than for others. so it's, it's opening those, those doors. So I'm going to put you on the spot here.
1: If in one or two sentences or more if you want, in a few sentences. What would the advice you give to a listener who wants to submit to a conference, male or female, but what advice would you give to a listener that wants to submit to a conference, that wants to be part of that club, that is extroverted enough and thinks they're articulate enough and has something important they wanna share with the community? What would be, I know you have probably a lot you wanna say, but what would be a, you know, the top one or two things that you would tell them to help them?
2: One or two sentences. Catchy title, that's always good.
1: Good marketing.
2: Try and think of a new spin on something or some new-er idea. And this is the part that I hate, but the part that you have to do. Put a timeline in there um, as far as what you're going to talk about when so that they can see how you organize it. Um, You don't actually have to completely follow it when you do your presentation, but the committee usually wants to see, that you've thought through how you're going to do it. Um, I think the biggest piece of advice that I ever saw was don't feel like you're giving away your secret sauce. That's that's not what it, it means. Um, you know, don't keep secrets about what you're going to talk about. It's not going to be distributed. Um, so put it out there what you're, what you're going to talk about, what you're excited about. We go to these conferences and you see a lot of the same people speaking, yeah. right? And, mm-hmm. you know, if someone that is that has one of those names submits, they're obviously probably going to get in. I've seen it at Agile Alliance um, no matter what. And that's cool. fine. But, I mean, they, they're, they're proven speakers. They're proven presenters. I like the idea of it being blind, though. I mean, I don't think it is. But I like that idea. Because I've had people, too, even at the gathering, tell me, oh, yeah, I reviewed your session.
0: Yeah, and I, I'm not. I'm. I'm not encouraging people to, you know, def, defraud anything. Um, but there is a, a certain element of this is what you submit, and then this is what you actually present, yeah. right? So just, and, and and that's a. I mean, I'll throw it out there and and make it visible and transparent, not just with the gatherings, but with you know the Agile Alliance conferences and so on that um, amongst the community of speakers, there is a certain, well, I need to say this just so I can get accepted. And then the day that I actually present is going to be a completely different story.
2: Yeah. The thing with me is you have to submit so far in advance that I'm not going to put together an entire presentation just to submit it. I'm going to put out an idea that I like and that I would love to present on, an activity that I've done, something or other and submit that and that's kind of the the state i'm at now where i got this talk that i'm doing today i did it in orlando um i got it in munich as well and at at the agile alliance um i don't usually like to repeat a talk that much but it's apparently a popular one but when i first submitted it i wasn't exactly positive what it was going to be now i have a much better idea but it doesn't necessarily tie completely back to exactly the timelines that i wrote and that's okay Um, as long as it's, you know, as long as it's going to be valuable to people.
1: And what is that session?
2: Um, so I say it's on value mapping, which is a little interesting, but it's really about comparing, comparing, uh, how we look at value. We think about business value. How is that different from customer value or even user value, depending on who our customer is. Are we developing this for another company? And, um you know, or is it developing for an end user, those types of things. And so it's really looking at that based on, you know, monetary versus a little bit more of the touchy feely stuff. And so we look a lot at Kano analysis and those types of things. And then there's an activity with it, um, that it's, it's a fun one.
1: Natalie, we only met yesterday. You were sitting next to me at the keynote at the Scrum Gathering here in Bangalore. And you mentioned something that was really odd. You mentioned that when you checked into your hotel room, there was a goldfish in your room. And it was a message from the hotel that the goldfish was there to keep you company. Um, Can you talk a little bit about that?
2: Yeah. I asked everyone else if they had a goldfish. I thought it was maybe an India thing. And I hadn't had them in any other hotel room I've been in here in India so far. And... There were maybe a couple other people that said they did, but most people didn't. And then someone said, oh, yeah, they put those in the rooms of the single women so that they don't get lonely, which I found mildly humorous um, and also a little insulting. I I like the fish. It's an interesting touch. I took a selfie with it. Hashtag Hashtag Agile (laughs) Fish. But that um, that was a really that was a really interesting uh interesting touch
1: so will um you be bringing a fish with you to other conferences and continue the agile fish hashtag or is it just limited to the scrum gathering in bangalore
2: we'll see um i don't think i can bring this particular fish back to the states i think i i think there's something about uh live animal transportation um Maybe maybe every scrum gathering I can uh, go to a pet store and get a fish fish. (laughs) Yeah Yeah, with a memory of what is it five seconds goldfish have (laughs) So yeah, his uh, his name is tt the note told me So agile fish.
1: I would like a fish in my room. How about you, daniel?
0: Yeah, i'm i'm feeling a little deprived Yeah left out i'm gonna complain to the hotel. I wrote that on twitter. That's hilarious though and and epic
1: I've never heard of this before, no, me like neither. a fish like in a hotel room to keep you
0: company.
2: Yeah, I said, I kind of said confirm or deny on Twitter. I haven't heard anything. Well, you
0: tagged the hotel, though. I
2: you're right. I should, didn't. You should redo it and tag the hotel. Maybe I will. Maybe I will.
0: So, Natalie, the premise of our show is Agile Next. What does the future hold for Agile? What's in store for Agile uh, on the horizon? So can you give us your opinion and perspective on what you think the future holds for Agile?
2: I, what I hope the future holds for Agile is a you know more diverse, diverse uh, set of of contributors. Uh, the session that I've mentioned a couple times is actually called the changing face of Agile. So I hope to see that change be much much more apparent. And it's really interesting here to be in India, and um, be in the minority. Um, well, I mean, as as a female, I'm usually in the minority, but Um, you know, the the minority uh, from a cultural perspective. So that's really interesting. Um, You know, I'm seeing a lot of the smaller consulting shops merge. So, you know, seeing a lot larger ones emerge out of that. And at the same time, I'm also seeing a lot more people going completely independent so I foresee from the perspective of what the the world of Agile might end up looking like is we, we have a lot of, you know, a few few big shops still, a lot of the smaller ones going away, and then a lot of people that are just individual consultants. I think that's kind of the way the United States is going from a work perspective anyway with... The cost of benefits and everything like that, and so that could be really interesting. I think we're going to see a lot more of of people's own individual style um, that's you know going to go up against what some of the the methods um, methods have have become. And you know, as you as you said, um, Steve, the Agile buffet kind of. I think that's gonna be a, a lot more apparent where, you know, you kind of there's a there's a book that I talked about writing a while ago. It was a, you know, choose your own agile adventure kind of thing. Like uh when I was a kid, Goosebumps books, it was like choose your own mystery and you'd go to this page and you'd go to this page. Um I can see it being a little more like that, right? Where a little bit less uh, prescriptive, getting to be more pragmatic, and really looking at, you know, what's going to fit this particular situation, not this is the the method that I know, and this is the method that I'm going to sell you. I think people are going to have to be a lot more flexible, especially with, you know, the changing workforce and, and those types of things. So that's kind of where I see Agile going.
1: Well, as a last question, Natalie, I know you just recently moved to Indianapolis, and um, I've been through some moves myself, so it gives you some perspective. And Uh, Now that you've digested that and and are all settled at your new gig and your new home, uh, what's next for you?
2: Doing a lot of of speaking engagements upcoming. I really enjoy doing that. Um, Plan to be in Indianapolis for the next year or so at Salesforce and kind of see where that goes. Um, Like I said, I'm fairly independent, um, but I'm also working with with someone else and kind of seeing where that company goes. But... It's always on my horizon to write a book. Uh, I'm not sure what that's going to be on yet, but it might be on something around the women in Agile in this journey. Otherwise, um, potentially thinking about maybe taking a year or two abroad and um, doing some expat work, just depending on you know what kind of offers that that come in for that. Otherwise, you know my my monthly. Monthly, maybe blog, uh, those types of things. I, I write articles here and there, but kind of just seeing where where it takes me, um, determining if I want to continue being independent, where I think that trend is going, or um, if I'm going to settle down somewhere and do more of a, a full time gig. I guess that would kind of axe the expat thing. So that might be <laughs> a few years off, but yeah, that's that's kind of naturally next, I think. Probably not moving back to Minnesota, where I came from. No offense, Minnesota, but I think I'm done with that weather.
0: (laughs) Well, Natalie, thank you very much for your time. It was a pleasure speaking with you today.
2: Yeah, thanks for the opportunity.
1: Next week on
0: Agile Next, we have Vinod Kumar. Big Agile Next thank you to our sponsors, Fresco Capital and Applebrook Consulting. Visit Fresco Capital at frescocapital.com and Applebrook Consulting at applebrook.com. We hope to see you next week on Agile Next. In the meantime, check out our website at agilenext.tv.